The Future in the Past is the aptly titled second record from our in-studio guest, Natalie Prass. It's an infectious batch of songs that draws on vintage influences while sounding fresh and drawing largely on the present for inspiration. It's also one of my favorites of the year. I'm Jeremy Peterson. We're so excited to have Natalie Prass and her band with us. Hello. Good to see you you all. Good to see you, too. What are we going to start with? Uh, We're going to start with Oh My. It's Natalie Prass in studio. Natalie Press and her band with us. Oh my, that is the opening cut from the new record, The Future and the Past. Who's playing with you in the band today? Yeah, so we got Alan Parker on the guitar, and Alan really transformed that song in the studio. Um, he kind of, I wasn't envisioning kind of like that Talking Heads vibe, yeah, yeah, in, yeah. and um, and it was it was just a magical studio moment. So that's Alan Parker on the guitar, and then we got Dominic Angelella on the bass, Eric Slick on the drums, and Jacob Ungerleiter on the keyboards. 
Fantastic. You guys are right in between Austin City Limits Festival weekends. There's mm-hmm. there's two of them. You just played this past weekend. Uh, sharing a stage with Paul McCartney, which yes. must have been uh, interesting to have his his fans camping out. And uh, <laughs> what was the, the response from those folks for um, you guys? They were really, really sweet. I mean, you could definitely, there were people in lawn chairs, like people that were there <laughs> for the long <laughs> haul, wearing their, uh, you know, Abbey Road, yeah. let it be <laughs> all decked out. But um, they were really sweet, dancing, cheering. Um, a lot of a lot of obvious Paul McCartney fans, like after we were done, were yelling and saying very positive things to us. They were they were really nice fans. Cool, cool. <laughs> and such a great lineup for that festival every year. Anyway, oh my I'm gosh! Sure. And, I mean, that stage was unbelievable. Um, speaking of Talking Heads, David Byrne also played on oh, that stage hey. and. If you haven't seen his live show for this tour, I mean, it is... Isn't it amazing? Oh, my God. Yeah. It is so touch. It's so <laughs> moving. I cried about six times, maybe more. It's just <laughs> an unbelievable, breathtaking show. Well, I'm a big fan of this record, The Future and the Past. Uh, it was almost a different record, though. You had a, mm-hmm. a batch of songs written mm-hmm. that you planned to record for your follow-up, and then the, uh, the actual recording got pushed back a couple of times, mm-hmm. and then... And then, <laughs> and then, um, the yeah, the 2016 election happened, <laughs> and I know a lot of artists are uh, talking about that, but I think that's positive. I think, you know, uh, people should be talking about this stuff. And um, so I yeah, but basically when it when it happened, um, I called the producer uh, slash one of my closest friends, Matthew E. White. Um, I, I said I don't think I can record this record. I wouldn't. I would be so disappointed in myself if this is the record that I chose to put out um, after all of this. So he supported that, and we um, put new dates in the calendar. I pissed off everybody at my <laughs> label, um, <laughs> and and, uh, and uh, we we booked the session for March. So it gave I gave myself you know a few months to put together a new uh, new material, new sound, you know, working all that out and. I think uh, I think we did a great job. <laughs> I'm, I'm really proud of the record. A, yeah. a case of following your muse wh- where it insists you go, it, in other words. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't sound like that was as much a difficult decision to make as it was the, the only decision exactly. to make, right? Exactly, exactly. Um, the only thing hard about it was uh, convincing everybody else <laughs> that it was a good <laughs> idea. <laughs> well, given the inspiration, then, the, the, the tone and the vibe of this record might surprise some because it's, it's groove-filled and it's, it's joyful and it's often yeah. upbeat. Uh, how did you take what you were feeling after the election and, and transform mm-hmm. it into to this, what we're hearing today? Yeah, I, um, well, I, you know, I live in Richmond, Virginia, and Richmond has a really rich uh, gospel music history, and we're very lucky to have this record store called Barkey's, and it's the oldest record store in Richmond. It's been open since the 60s. And this 80-something-year-old man, Barky, and he he has the energy of, like, a 22-year-old. Um, he's just a joy. He um, It's an all-gospel record shop, and his, uh, his um, record store, I would just go in there, and um, he would play stuff over the, the speakers in the store. And, you know, I'd, I, I grew up, you know, listening to gospel music. My mom was super into it. Um, but I never felt the need for it like I did during that time. And so I really uh, took a step back and I was like, this is really helping me and helping me feel hope and making me feel like there's some light in all the darkness I'm feeling and confusion. And I think 
it would be of my best interest for myself and for others if I uh, talk about this subject matter in a um, hopeful kind of way. That's why I made the decision, um, all right, let's make this groovy. Let's uh, make this upbeat like so you can dance to it and ingest it and feel empowered and feel like you can uh, move forward in a positive way. We're talking with Natalie Press. Tell mm-hmm. us about the song Hot for the Mountain. Oh, yeah. So I love uh, jazz music. I'm lucky I have an older sister that showed me, you know, Ella Fitzgerald and Carmen McRae when I was really young. And um, so I have always loved the, that kind of, those kind of harmony uh, changes and, and jazz. And um, this one was super fun and rewarding to write and put together and it's still really really fun to to sing and it's definitely one of my favorites on the record and I think it does kind of cross over with the first record because the Hot for the Mountain song the album version we have strings and um, Mm. and it's very orchestrated like the first album so yeah this is like my nerdy music musician (laughs) song (laughs) Natalie Press in studio
So good, Natalie Prass and her band. You mentioned you recorded this record uh, as you did your first uh, with Matthew E. White mm-hmm. at uh, Space Bomb Studio there in Virginia. Yeah. So I found that interesting because, you know, he seems to be doing a lot of great work with other people. He did some arranging for the Mountain Goats, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. But then I found out uh, doing some research mm-hmm. that you guys go way back, like like way grade school. Uh, middle or school. Middle school. You had, middle a, you had a band in eighth grade together? You were in a band together? Um, yeah, it kind of has gotten skewed. Uh, <laughs> he took my place in that band oh, that I, I started in middle school. Okay. And I left that band to do <laughs> bigger, better things. <laughs> Which, like, no, I, I just wanted to join another band. And like for some reason, I was like, I can't be in two bands. I can only be in one band, you know, when you're like 13, sure. no, 14. You have no idea. Um <laughs> So Matt took my place in that band. What kind of band was that? Uh, we were pretty jammy. Yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> I had a bunch of bands in high school. Okay. But yeah, Matt <laughs> Matt and I, we met because we battled against one another at a battle of the bands. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so I I love telling the story. He was like all hippied out, like I'm pretty sure he had a hemp necklace. <laughs> and then I had a Sid Vicious t-shirt on and like red leather pants. Like my red leather pants I wore like every show. <laughs> <laughs> Those are your show pants, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Interchange Sid Vicious shirt, Elvis shirt, like <laughs> David Bowie, yeah. <laughs> so it seems like you guys have a good uh, working relationship. How is that yes. a kind of familiarity that's that's helped shape these records yes. that you put out? Yes, I really value my friendships, and especially um, once I click with somebody musically, um, I'm like, oh, it's just, it's so good with, with, why would you break it? I don't know. Um, I work with a lot of the same people. So, you know, the bass player, the drummer, um, they played on both albums. Um, Alan Parker, who's on tour with me right now, he played on the record. Um, DJ Harrison. And anyway, it's just like a small community. And I just really, really value community and, um, putting a place like Richmond, Virginia on the map. There's so many talented people there. I work with Richmond photographers and um, Richmond film crews, and I try to put Richmond on the map as much as I can, yeah. The band that's with you uh, right now, are are these on Richmond folk? Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Talk about this live show, this presentation. It it seems like you guys uh, have made a point to make it that kind of a thing. You know, it's kind of an old school idea to have 
coordinated outfits and to dress up <laughs> and yeah. to look good mm-hmm. while you're sounding good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Most definitely. Um, it's been it's been fun because I didn't get to do that on the last record. My last record just kind of I had no time to plan. It was mm-hmm. I had no idea it was going to to do well at all. Um, so it was basically like it was released and then okay you're on tour for all year <laughs> go and I was like ah so this time I got to I knew what I was up for so I got to plan a little bit I made a bunch of custom outfits for me and um and then I got the guys all matching outfits that match the album yeah all artwork and we made like a keyboard station and I got sparkly curtains <laughs> and you know just like putting all the details mm-hmm, together mm-hmm. as for me as an audience member, I, I mean, I watch music all the time. I like to go to shows all the time. Um, so uh, thinking about me as an audience member and what I would want and what would be exciting, so I tried to put that into our live show. But we're in a small van. We don't have, like, a trailer or anything. We can't bring, like, pyro. But, <laughs> so. So, someday. <laughs> we just saw Paul McCartney at ACL and yeah. had pyro, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> it was the coolest thing. You always make jokes like, pyro at our next tour, but that was awesome. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> what about fronting this band? I mean, you, you write songs on a piano, I know, but you yes. don't play it in the band. No, So, so you no. kind of get to uh, mm-hmm. be a little more adventurous than you might be able to be otherwise. Yeah, totally. I've really been enjoying being a front woman. I mean, vocals have always been my strength, um, and I always write um, music, you know, on piano mostly, but sometimes I'll write on guitar, but... Um, it's very freeing vocally um, and just like connection wise with the audience to just be singing um, and dancing and exploring the stage more, not feeling like you just have to be in one spot all the time. Um, that's been really fun for me. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Larimer <laughs> Lounge, the place to see all this on display tonight yeah, yeah. in Denver. We've got one more tune to go out with. This is my favorite. I think it's one of the best songs of oh, the year. I've oh, listened to thanks. this so many times, and <laughs> it doesn't get old. Short Court Style is actually a, a holdover from that first batch of songs. Mm, yes, it is. Yeah, that would have that was going to be on the, the uh, old record, <laughs> um, before the pre-scrapped record. Um, that one I wrote for a uh, short film called O Drum No. And actually, Odrum No just got picked up by FX, and I'm going to be oh. writing all the music for that show. Amazing. So I'm trying wow. to write all that music now while on tour. Anyway, it's it's crazy right now. Um, <laughs> I'm also starring in it, so I'm like learning lines and oh trying to put together music and then be on tour. <laughs> Sounds like we have a much longer interview to do here. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's amazing. It's worth it because it's been a dream of mine to write for uh, TV film. So got to do it with the opportunities there. But um, yeah, that song was written for the short film. And when it came out, um, I got a lot of response on my social media, like, what is that song? I need it. And so I said to Kyle Ryan, the, um, I wrote the music with him in his studio in Nashville. Um, I said, I think we need to make this into an actual song. And so um, wrote some lyrics and and uh, I I love it. I never get sick of playing it. Um, I love the riff. Uh, yeah, it's it's cool. I, you don't hear songs with like a riff anymore, like that, <laughs> like a band playing a strong riff. So it's cool. It's fun. Let's hear it. <laughs> Thank you. 
Natalie Prass and her band wrapping the setup with the short court style. Love that tune. The album is The Future and the Past. So good. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. 